It's like, if there's anything you take from this podcast, think about this. When you're hanging out with some of your best friends, are you talking about the past all the time? It's fun to think about the past. It's fun to think about, you know, a movie that you watched or a story that you have that when you were with each other, there's nothing wrong with that. But if that is all that you do, how are you going to move forward ever? I, I, I've just been really aware of the conversations and the language that I choose to use is like, I get to do these things. I don't have to do anything. There's nothing I should do. Um, I get to do these things because it's a gift to do these. It is not a chore to be alive. It is a gift to be alive. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hey y'all, today on the podcast, I get to sit down with Sean Austin Gordon, co-founder and CEO of Kissbooks and the album assistant, and he is the author of The Stack and a business coach for photographers. He is based in Indiana and he has a passion for helping people become who they need to be today. We have some deep conversations about getting intentional about the things that we do throughout the day. It's a really great listen. Um, so let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast uh, again. Uh, for those of you on uh, listening later on, not watching live, um, had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back and uh, and we're ready. Uh, I've got Sean Gordon with me. Um, and he is the uh, CEO and co-founder of Kissbooks, and um, we're talking about becoming the next you, becoming the next generation. Um, Sean, welcome again. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we kind of got cut off um, in the middle of your um, history of photography, Kiss albums. Um, for those listening to the podcast uh, later, could you go over that again? Sure thing. Yeah. I, uh, we started Kiss about 14 years ago. And I was a photographer for 15 years. I've been uh, living in the Midwest for the last 10 years. I moved Kiss here and uh, to set up a new warehouse. And shortly after that, became the first CEO of the company. About seven years into the business, I became the first CEO. And then shortly after, bought my business partner out. So for the last four years, it's uh, been been a company that I get to be the visionary of and get to run. And I really love where we're headed, what we get to do. My number one thing with Kiss is to help photographers succeed. You know, I was a photographer for 15 years, shot around 500 weddings. I uh, was out in Southern California, and so we didn't really have an off season. Uh, we didn't have any seasons other than like perfect weather it felt like and now right. that i live in the midwest i understand what seasons are and uh so i love what i get to do um the the business is is definitely one of my passions and i i love working with creative entrepreneurs just standing in a space with them showing them who they are by holding up a mirror and we we can only really offer what we believe that we can do ourselves we don't really like live up to um the challenge we fall back to the level of training that we've done and so I love just uh, waking up each day and having another shot at this life. And I'm a dad. I have three kids. 
Uh, we've been, I've been married for 20 years and, uh, yeah, just like really loving getting to do what we get to do with this life. And so I'm looking forward to chatting with you about it today. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking forward as well. And congratulations on 20 years. That is a, that is a big milestone. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, that's really awesome. Did y'all get married in, well, I guess in Southern California? Yeah, we got married uh, just outside of Laguna Beach, right on the water. And uh, we were young and had no idea what we were doing. We were broke as a joke. And really, when it came down to it, we put on a facade for the first nine years that things were good. We went to church. We did all the things. And uh, when the lights came on in that relationship, I was uh, I was a bit shocked what I found myself, just the things that I thought I was taking to my grave um, when the lights are on. There's no doing that. You can, I, I could have continued to lie, but I was done with it. And, um, my career was doing really well as a photographer and stuff like that, but the first nine years were pretty shitty. Um, I don't know if we can cuss on this one or not. You can, you can say whatever you are comfortable. Okay. Yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian that cusses a little, (laughs) um, but, but there's no other way around that one. It was a shitty first nine years, especially when we started to dig up kind of like how we were showing it up and who we were and how we were faking a lot of the things. Mm -hmm. And I had caused some pain and things like that. But the last 11 years have been crazy and and wild and like a roller coaster but like so much of it is beautiful um i've never never thought i could be known like i am today by my wife and uh we love doing life together and uh it's it's wild and crazy but uh we show up each day and lean in a little bit more that's the goal yeah that's great that's that's so good it's it is it's super um freeing and empowering whenever you do kind of like break down those walls and and really open yourself up to someone, especially a partner. Um, that's, uh, been a huge thing for my wife and I as well. Um, we're at eight years now, eight and a half right around there. And, um, yeah, a lot of it has just been us. We've moved around a lot, so we haven't had a a good like core community or anything that's Mm. near us. Um, and that's, we've really had to kind of lean into each other and, uh, and with that have to be open and vulnerable. And, um, and sometimes like for me, I'm not, I'm not good at being vulnerable. Like I want to, I want to fix things and I want to, uh, I want to be strong. And, um, I think that was kind of, um, taught to me as a child, like, you know, you, you fix things, you move on, you do this. And, uh, and being open and vulnerable and like crying about things and, and just uh, opening up my heart about how I feel about things and what, uh, what's, what's important to me and also listening to uh, what's important to my wife um, and how she receives love and how I can love her better um, has done multitudes for our marriage and yeah. uh, and we're we're eight and a half years in and we are still best friends and we want to mm-hmm. hang out every single day um and it's great uh, it's 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 really um it's really an amazing uh relationship which is yeah that's uh, I'm good very grateful for yeah congratulations it's good stuff Thanks. yeah it really is life life allows us to show up or not we don't have to do anything we don't I mean, there's nothing we should do we just get to do it and mm-hmm. we get to choose whether we're going to show up or not and uh it's easy to hide uh i'm a fantastic liar i'm a definitely a great criminal and things like that um so i can lean on that if i want to and play it safe um but i also want to sleep really well at night and uh, I want to be okay with myself. Um, 
and knowing that people know me and that I am who I say I am and I'm showing up in that way. And, uh, there's, there's both sides in us, you know, there's a skinny version of me and there's a fat version of me. There's like this light version of me. And there's this kind of like dark, like the demons are in there as well. It's which one we feed. You know, there's a lot of sayings about that. Which one are you going to feed today? And, uh, sometimes I want to feed the dark side and, uh, it's a choice. We get to do it. You know, there's nothing we have to do. Um, but I I get to live with myself and I sleep really well at night now, (laughs) especially like my wife, uh, kind of jokes about it, but I can kind of fall asleep whenever. Um, (laughs) and I, I I love a good sleep. So, uh, it's, it's a lot easier when, uh, when my head's clear and I'm not looking over my shoulder or worried about who's knocking on my door. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I love, like you said, it's a, it's a choice we get to make every, every day you wake up and, and it is a, a, an actual choice that we can make of Mm -hmm. what path do we want to go down today? Um, and I found that through like this last year with, quarantine and with, um, with like just loneliness of being secluded, uh, from, you know, the few local friends that we have, um, like it has been a choice every day to either get up and move forward and, uh, and, and keep going or to just be like, you know what, today I'm just going to sit on the couch. I'm going to watch Netflix all day. And I'm not, uh, yeah, sure. I have deadlines and stuff that are due and photos that need to go out, but I'm going to take a day. And then those days usually turn into a few days, um, which I, I understand that like breaks are good and, mm-hmm. uh, and I should probably take more, more breaks than I do. Um, but yeah, it is, it is that choice of how am I going to show up today? What is the, the mindset I'm going to have? Uh, cause I, I believe that our mindset it's, it is so powerful, um, with how we, how we interact with other people, how we interact with ourselves, our internal dialogue. And, um, and if you have that, that positive mindset going forward, um, it just, it really highlights all the positive things going on in your day. Yeah. It has to be trained, you know, because we're negatively bent. We have, uh, you know, over 40,000 thoughts a day, between 40 and 60,000 thoughts a day. 98% of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday. And 80% of them are negative thoughts. They're just thoughts though. So the positive mindset is great because it's like, it is stored in here. And all we have, like our brain's trying to keep us alive and like, you know, fed and, and, good sleep and things like that. Um, but there's so much that's going on. All it has to go off is the past. And so it just looks to the past to be like, are we going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? are we going to be okay today? And yet when something comes in, that's hard and scary, like entrepreneurship for one, or like this crazy last couple of years with the pandemic and things like that, our brain starts to kind of like go into hyper mode and it's trying to keep us more safe. And it causes some things that really, I don't believe we were made to be, we can, we can train it. And that's that positive mindset of like, Nope, who I want to be today is. And then I look down on my to be list and I'm like, Oh, I want to be patient or I want to be a, a strong leader, or I just want to be strong, or I want to be bold. It rarely says like, I want to be, I want to have shame, or I want to be uh, overly proud, like uh, arrogant. Um, it doesn't say that on my to-be list. I've, I've never written that mm-hmm. yet. There's a lot of things that, that get me wanting to go down that road because it feels safer. It feels more right. comfortable yet. It's just a choice. You know, it, it, those are oh, just yeah. thoughts. They stop yep. at thoughts and we get to turn whatever we want to into action. So if we have that positive mindset of like, this is who I want to be today, it's a little bit 
easier. It's not, it's not easy, but it is a little bit simpler of like, okay, this is who I said I want to be. So what does that look like? Am I moving towards that or away from it? You know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it is, it is a training that we have to do and it's not something that you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to have a positive mindset today. And then Mm -hmm. every day moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's like, it's like working out. If you have not been in the gym or not done exercise at all for a long time, and then you try to get back, um, you might be able to do it for a day or two, but then you're going to start hurting and it's going to feel uncomfortable because this is not your normal. This is mm-hmm. not like you're not programmed to do this yet. Um, and it takes a time to really get in there and make that a habit. Um, yes. and you mentioned the, the, to be list. I love the, the, to be list. I, I believe you were the first that I heard, uh, talk about a to be list instead of a to do list. Could you go into a little bit about like what that is, why, why that's so important to have a to-be list. Yeah, I'd love to. I, um, each day I get up and again, you know, I deal with a lot of demons and, and a lot of things a lot of people deal with. And so I get to a place where I'm like, okay, I, I, I do, I kind of gather my bearings, get some coffee in me and, and remember like, okay, I know I want to be uh, a great father. And what does that look like? Well, what are the things, you know, I want to be intentional. That's, that's a good start, but I want to be intentional about how I am, how I respond. Um, so I, I'll write down, like, if I'm thinking about, like, if I have stuff to do with my kids and I know I'm like thinking about business or something like that, I want to be patient. I want to be present. I want to be right where my feet are. So I write a to-do list. It's like, I'm going to go get my nails done with my daughter. Um, I'm going to go and, um, you know, get lunch with my son, or um, I have all this work to do. I have these calls that I get to do. I try not even say have or should anymore. I get to do work today. So I, I'm going to get through my calls and I love it. Uh, and what, on those calls, this is who I want to be. So I, t- I attach it to be to those specific things. So like on this, um, I, I get to do this with John and I want to be open. I want to be vulnerable. So I attach those to my to-dos. To-dos are fantastic. We get way more to-dos done if we write them down. Same thing with it to be. My wife's the one that I, I don't know where she got it. She probably probably heard it, but um, she, she doesn't even remember either, but she came up, she's a transformational coach. She's like, why don't we have a to-be list? Because she would get to the end of the day. And if her to-do list wasn't done, she wasn't that great at dinner. She was just kind of like disappointed that she didn't get everything done. Those things are just things that we get to do and they'll be there tomorrow. We're human right. beings, not human doings. So she started to come up with this concept of a, of a to-be list. So I'm going to be coming out with a journal later this year that has just like a to-do list, a simple, like it'll be a pretty simple um, journal, but it's going to have an area for a to-be list. And on that to-be list, you typically write some type of an adjective that you want to be, you know, patient, kind. I want to be a bold leader. I want to be um, humble. And it's just a good reminder. So when I'm on the road and I get cut off and uh, I look down at my to-be list, like responding the way that they treated me is not on there. So I want to be patient. It's like, okay, Uh sorry, you're having a bad day, buddy. I don't even know you. You don't even know me, but carry on, you know, like there's not, it's not even worth it, you know? Oh yeah. Um, But I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I'm like, how dare they think that they're better than me or they're entitled. It's like, no, they're just having a bad day, you know, and they can just go on and do that. So it, it, like, I have to say it out loud. Sometimes I was just in Los Angeles and uh, you get, you get tested on those roads, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like, Very uh, <laughs> who do I want to be? Cause it's not this. Um, so like, I just need to stay in my own lane physically mm-hmm. as well right. as just be like, let, let them carry on. You know, like I, I want to get home to my kids and, and my right. wife and get back to that. It's not worth it. You know? Yeah. No, it, like it's not worth it. They've already cut you off and they're down ahead of you. You don't have to speed up there and continue on with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like you can just be like, all right, you know what? 
I, I hope that you're in a hurry for some good reason yeah, and that you maybe didn't mean to cut me off. I'm going to give you yeah. the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I got in your way. Right. Yeah. You're so important yeah. to be on your way. I'm gonna, and I I'm still gonna get, I still get heated up. Like I have a lot of trauma there. My dad uh, owned a lot of businesses. One of them was like a courier service. He had a couple like a driving type of jobs, um, businesses that he had. And I just remember like being in the car and man, if some, if, if, if I saw somebody give my dad the bird, I was like, I hope he doesn't see that because he oh, would just, yeah. it, it would flip a switch in his head. Like how dare you? And I remember pulling over on the side of the road and he'd get out and I was like, I'm not even old enough to drive this. Like what, what happens if you lose, you know, this fight, you know? Right. And so there's a lot there for me. And so I still get heated up thinking like, how dare you, you know, mm -hmm. like you put my family into danger or me into danger or whatever. And it's just like, if I overthink it, I'm going to end up in the same place that I don't want to be. But if, but if I think sometimes I'll say out loud, I literally say like to be, to be, to be, cause it's like, I don't want to, I know I didn't write asshole on my to-be list. And so uh -huh. I, I, I get to show up in the way I'm moving towards the person that I want to become. And the next version of me is waiting for me. And those are the times that it's tested when it's easy. And when people are telling me, you know, thanks for doing what you did and you know, whatever I'm like at dinner with my kids. It's like, those are the easy times for me to show up and be who I want to be um, a lot of times. But man, when I get tested, it's like, whew, this is the, this is the moment. This is what I've been training for. Oh, and yeah. so I look down and I, or I remember my to-be and I was like, it's not on my to be to, to respond to this person. So I'm going to, I'm going to just keep driving with how I drive and uh, not worry about it. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And like you said, with those easy times, like being at dinner with your kids, like those are the times that it's really important to, uh, to practice because mm -hmm. it is easy and that helps practice and put it into motion to where, whenever you do get cut off, you can be like, okay, nope, to be, to be like, all right, I need to be patient. I need to be forgiving all right. I'm, a, I'm okay. I'm still heated up. I don't like that this happened. Yeah. I can still not like that this happened. Totally. Anger, yeah. anger can be in there. Like anger. I'm totally oh, fine yeah. with anger and fear is going to come in and shame is going to come in, mm -hmm. but it's how I respond. If I allow the anger to respond, that's when I'm like, Oh, that doesn't line up with who I want to be. Or if, if I respond from fear, I'm likely not heading in the direction that I want to go. Cause when we respond from fear or shame or anger, that is when I'm like showing up in a way that I don't want to show up. So it's like, I allow it on board. I'm not going to act as if it's not there. Um, I want to be human. I like, I am human. Right. And so it can come in. It just doesn't, can't drive. Like it's like, okay, you have to sit here or get in uh -huh. the back because yeah. I'm going to drive this thing. <laughs> and I know who I want to be, but I'm pissed. I don't like that they did that, yep. but that's okay. Like in order for me to calm that down and like breathe and like, then be like, cool, I want to be patient and I want to be kind. And, uh, I want to put that into the world, not just add to it. Cause I can chase that person down, pull over and who knows what'll happen, you know, it's, but it's like, so like, I, I I've done that at times. And I, and I look at those moments and I'm like, whoo, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Cause that's not who I want to be. It's not really who I was made to be either. And, uh, I just kind of fueled that outside of me that I don't really like as much as I do when I'm like in a good place, you know, kind of centered and grounded and actually present, you know? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, like you said earlier, writing those things down, like your to-do list and your to-be's, um, you're, you're much more likely to do that and to be those things after you've written it down, I don't remember what the exact statistic is, but like, if you hear something, you're, I don't know, like maybe 20% likely to remember it. But if you write it down, mm -hmm. then it's almost like 70 or 80% because yeah. you've done in like physical writing typing is 
is mm-hmm. okay. But for some reason, like that physical moving a pen and seeing those words form and like writing down to be patient, um, that'll stick with you later on. Cause you can actually see those words, um, as you know, as you're getting cut off or as you're, you know, dealing with a, a difficult client and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh wait, no, my mental image of that list that I wrote down this morning. Okay, cool. Take a breath. I need to be mm-hmm. this and I need to be this for them. I need to be this for myself. Um, yep. and not letting that anger drive or those frustrations drive. Mm-hmm. Um, cause some of us like those, those are, uh, the emotions that, they get the steering wheel often, like they come in they're like, all right, cool. Yeah. I've got this. You get in the back seat. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to drive and chase this guy down. Um, and it's, yeah, it's something that like, as you're working through, uh, like putting this into practice and, and writing down your to do and to be lists week after week that, uh, they start moving to the back seat whenever mm-hmm. they pop up or sometimes yeah. they're in a car behind you. Like yeah. you're that far removed and yeah. It's just the awareness, you know, it's just like, um, I used to respond, not even knowing, you know, like I wasn't conscious about it because it was just like, Nope, this is what I'm, this is how I respond to this. And it, it's like, mm. it, there's other options. Whenever I feel like up against the wall or in the corner and I feel like I don't have many options, I need to take a breath because I get to take a breath because that can't be true. There's always more options. And whenever I feel like it's the only option, it's like, Ooh, this is, this is not it. Yeah. And I can, I can take a minute and be like, okay, what else? And, and then it is, that's why we write it down. Cause it is, it, it, there's something about writing it down that helps. And then I get to check in at the end of the day. Like, how did I do? And just give myself a score, go again yeah. the next day. That's the beautiful yeah. thing about this, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's good. Is like that assessment as well. Cause you can do things, but if you're not looking back over it to see how you're progressing, um, you may not be moving anywhere mm-hmm. and you're just kind of going through motions. Yeah. We really like to have a target. Humans like to have a direction that we're headed. It doesn't really matter if like the wind is in our favor and the sails are are going, if we don't know where we're going and uh, it's nice to have a target, um, but we get to take shots as well and we're going to miss and that's okay. That means mm-hmm. we set a, a, a good target because if we hit it the first time, it's like, oh, you kind of set the bar a little bit low. Um, but we get to go again and get to go again. Then when we hit it, it's cool. Like let's move it and try again and keep moving it down the road because we can do way more than we ever hoped or imagined, like way, way more, but we have a hard time believing that sometimes, you know? So oh, yeah. we get, we get a chance each day to take a look at that and go for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times we're assessing our past selves and we're like my past self five years ago tried this and tried to hit that target and it didn't work out. Or my, my 2019 business tried to hit this target in revenue or this target in, you know, number of weddings or whatever, and we missed. So I don't think I can do it for 2021 or 2022. And, uh, and that's, I mean, that's like what we're talking about today is like becoming the next generation. Like don't, don't go off of your past self. Um, like it's good to assess things, but then move forward and, um, and not judge yourself off of the past, but to move forward and be like, no, I can be more than I was. And, you know, maybe there were some external, 
you know, obstacles that, that came in and hindered, I mean, this past year pandemic, that's a, been a big obstacle for a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, and maybe there were some like that, that were just maybe a little bit smaller, like for us, like we've, I've been trying to build my business over the last five years or so going full-time. And in the last five years, we've had two kids mm-hmm. and, every time that we have a kid, I'm like, okay, I've got to scale down just a little bit because like, I want to be present for this newborn stage. I want to be present during my wife's pregnancy to, to be there for her and to like help out because like, you know, she's doing all the work right now because like she's growing a baby and I want to help out in other, other areas. Um, but like, I, I would scale down a little bit and those have been not necessarily obstacles, but kind of, uh, external you know, factors that have, uh, you know, if we didn't have kids probably would have grown the business further, but love my kids and they are amazing. And like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the biggest business out there. Um, but it's, it's good to assess that from their past, like my 2018 business, we had a baby. So it was, it looked a little bit different. My, my day-to-day like work-life balance was a little bit more family life than, than work. Um, Yeah. We're always going to run into those. I mean, some of them, most of them are out of our control, you know, like having kids and stuff like that Mm. part, partly in our control. Um, But there are some things like the storms are going to come and, and they're like going to come Uh, there. It's like, there's not, we, we can avoid some of them, you know, we can see some in the distance and we can avoid them. Like if we're out in the ocean, you can see some of this stuff. And there's times where it's just like, you know what, it's on the other side of that storm, that the direction I'm headed. And so I'm going to go through it. And so we can't control all those things, but we can control how we respond and we can control how we even look at the storm. It's like, Oh, poor me. I'm going through the storm or it's like, uh, I get to go through the storm and what all can I learn while I'm in here? Because this isn't always the case. So the storm doesn't make me who I am. Um, it tries to, it tries to make me who I am. We can get sick and then we become the person that's sick. And it's like, that's still not who we are. It sucks. There's no doubt about it. And there's like, we get to be in it and we can surround ourselves with people. It's just not who we are. Who we are is how we show up with that thing that we have, whatever it is. And, um, you know, kids, like I have friends that don't have kids and it's like, there's times where I think, yeah, I love my kids as well. Like a ton. But I was like, Holy smokes. I think I could rule the world if I didn't have kids. But it's like, (laughs) that's, it's like that, that you know, it, I'm a dad. It is something that I do is I'm a dad um, and I'm so grateful for it. And I own a business and I get to do that as well. Still not who I am, no matter the size of the business, no matter how much money we make, whatever car we drive, whatever clothes we wear, it's just a part of us. It's not who we are. Who we are is how we show up as that thing. If as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a millionaire, or as a, um, you know, someone that just goes to work each day, either way, it really, what it doesn't define you. What defines you is who you are in those moments and who you choose to be. And that's why that matters so much to me. Now I didn't understand that. I thought if I just make enough money, then I'll be seen and respected for this thing. And it's like that, that it doesn't, it doesn't allow respect. And some people may be like, cool, you accomplished some cool things. Um, But if that defines me, then I'm going to have to continue to do that thing and hold up that. And it's just like, it's just a, it's just a dollar amount. It's just a car. And if that makes me who I am, then I, I, I really need to take a good look at my heart because who I am is like the type of person, you know, like when I'm gone, 
or if I'm not even today, if I'm not in a room and someone says, you know, Sean is so, and it's like, they, they're like, man, Sean has a great car. It's like, ah, oh, man, that's not really what I want people talking about. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, the pride, the pride in me may want that. Like, that's really cool. But it's like, no, I had this great conversation and I felt seen like, that's what I want to be known for. Mm. Uh, when I think of Sean, it brings a smile to my face because we have fun and we laugh and we have real conversations. It's like, that's what I want said. So I can go towards that or I can just go a different direction and be like me driving a fancy car or having a yacht or going on cool vacations, um, isn't going to get me those things. I can do both, but the one doesn't matter nearly as much as how I show up in conversations. That's what matters to me. And when it comes to business, when it comes to anything, we can, we can live with vision or we can just hear what people want us to go and do and then go do those things. But I feel like we get lost along the way, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's so good to, uh, to have that mindset of, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. It, when you're starting off, when you're in a, you know, making twenty, thirty thousand dollars in revenue in your business, and you're you're striving for that hundred k, you're like, I want to get to that six figure. Like that's a huge deal for a lot of photographers. Like mm-hmm. six figure photographer, I'm amazing. I've made it now. And then a lot of people get to six figures and they're like, okay, I don't feel any different. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'd. Or they're they're trying to keep up that status, and they're like, "Well, I can't I can't have a ninety thousand dollar a year because then uh, you know I'm not going to be successful anymore. People are going to look down on me and be like, what? Like 2020, you didn't make six figures,' and uh, and then they're they're putting that dollar amount or they're putting that status symbol as themselves, and they're like, "I am six figure photographer," and. Uh, And then you have to, like you said, you just keep striving for that. And that becomes your identity Mm -hmm. um, and that will wear you out. And that's, it's not healthy. Um, But if you have like that good mindset and you know, like, I want to be, like you said, someone who, you know, has deep conversations and meaningful and like you're fun to be around and bring a smile to people's faces whenever they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Have you, do you know Sean Gordon? And they're like, oh yeah, Sean. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Like I love like that kind of reaction whenever they think about you, um, which is the reaction that you get. Uh, like, honestly, I've told a few people that you're going to be on, on the show and they're like, oh yes. Oh, Sean is so good. Like, I love, I love him. He's, he's the best. I'm like, yeah, of course he is. And, uh, but yeah, like that's, that's what we strive for. Like if you have that as your, as your goal and what you want to be, then at $30,000, uh, that's going to be a fulfilling $30,000. And that, yeah, that's right. at a hundred K that's going to be fulfilling at a million or whatever, whatever your goals are, whatever, uh, you, uh, mark as success in life or in your business, if your self and that kind of, um, the happiness that you bring other people is how you're, uh, how you're measuring yourself, then it's going to be successful wherever you are. 
Yeah. I mean, so many people want to hit six figures or seven figures or whatever their number is. And I'm totally down with that. There's nothing wrong with it. Ultimately, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just ask why, like, what are you going to do with it? I've been doing some onboarding calls, learning uh, my vision for this quarter. Uh, I do a vision every quarter. So every 90 days, I have something that I want to show up and and work on right now. It's uh, eyes wide open. So I want to go into things and I want to learn a lot more. So I've been doing a lot of things in my business so I can learn no matter what it is. I'm like down in it. I've been at the warehouse a little bit more. I've been doing these onboarding calls for photographers for album assistant. And we, we talk about like, we're going to go in and make you some extra money because it's money that you've been leaving on the table. So we're going to go help make that thing happen. And we're going to serve your clients really well with albums and stuff like that. And then we get to this point where it's like what one of these, um, photographers had like a ton of weddings that we were going to go back to and serve their past clients with. And statistically we can land a certain percentage of them. So I put the, I put the dollars together and I was like, wow, you're going to make like this much money. And they're like all excited. And I was like, so this is what I want. I I want you to write down what you, what you want to do with that money. Tell it what you want to do, because you can just go do that. And just like a new year's resolution, I could say, I want to lose 10 pounds, but if I don't have any real reason why I'm probably going to lose it, I might be able to lose it if I'm diligent enough and go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's no reason for me to keep it off or to sustain that if I don't have an actual purpose for it. And same thing with money. It's like, yeah, go make an extra X amount of dollars, go be a six figure photographer and then go make a difference in the world with it or go on that dream vacation or write down the things, you know, I want to set up my, my grandkids or whatever it is like, but just write that out because just making six figures doesn't really matter. Cause I can make a hundred grand a year and I could spend one fifty pretty easily. Yep. And that's not doing a whole lot for the world, for myself, for my kids, for my grandkids. I have like this built in thing where I'm like, yeah, I want to make money. Um, But, and now what I want to do with that money is I want to provide generational wealth and wealth is not just finances to me. Wealth is like learning what to do with that money, learning who you want to be as you do that, understanding how a business works and how investments work and stuff that I just didn't have in me. I've learned over time. And so I want to share that because that's what matters. Cause I've studied families that have wealth and some do well and some don't. And a lot of times it's because of the leadership in the family and it's how they show up instead of just like, yeah, here you go. And money so many times brings entitlement. Um, they say money doesn't buy you happiness. And really those people I think are just shopping at the wrong stores. Cause it, it feels pretty good to shop at some, at certain stores. It really and it does, makes me yeah. happy. It makes me happy when I put on certain shoes or like drive a certain car. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't define me though. So I, I get why people say that, but it's also like when you have money, you can't change the world. If you don't have you, you can, but not as much, you can't have as big of an impact if you don't have money. So I'm like, go make money. It's not the only thing we have to offer. We have other resources. We have time. We have Mm -hmm. love. We have like joy. We have certain things we have access to always that we can continue to offer. Um, And money makes it a lot easier to get to some of those things as well. It doesn't provide that actual thing, but it does make certain things easier and we can make a difference with money. It's not evil. That money is not evil. That's not what the Bible says. It's not what, you know, I think we've just misinterpreted some of those things, but when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, go make money. Just tell me what you're going to do with it. And that'll make it to where, when you make that money, it is so much more life giving because a dollar amount, a check that just, 
you know, a bank account that has a certain amount of money in it, it doesn't do anything for us. It doesn't. Yeah. And then it yeah. will never be enough. Cause if that's the only way we measure ourselves, then we're missing out on a really, really cool part of life. And that's our purpose. And that is how we show up in our purpose. That oh, is yeah. when it gets good. Those three things define us. One of them is a measurable. One of them is a finance or some type of a, of a number that we are measuring ourselves with. And then who we are, um, and how we exist in that person. So, I, I mean, it gets really good. When we measure those things. Cause there was a season in my life where I measured just the one I measured money. I was going to make all the money and it was going to solve all the problems. It doesn't cause it was, there just wasn't going to be enough. I can't out earn those things. And I can't out earn the fact that if I just keep selling myself in order to get that money, uh, and I don't know who I am, then it doesn't really matter, you know, cause I'm going to show up in a way that is not really impactful, not in the way that I want to impact the world. So that's kind of what, when life gets good, you know, so I'm all, oh, yeah. I'm down, like, let's go photographers. Oh, yeah. You want right. to make six figures, but let's go figure it out. And just tell me why, like, tell me what your goals and dreams are and what you want to leave, um, you know, the next generation. And cause you are the, you are the generation that is, that is working right now and doing the things. And so it's like, what do we want this generation to even be? And that's, uh, that's worthy of us, like looking in the mirror and being like, cool, I I'm falling in love with that person so that I can go out and cause these things into the world. And then that's the mark that I'm leaving. And it'd be great to leave some money too. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I would love to leave some, some generational wealth for my kids and grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, and though that is one of my goals is, is to do that. And I think that's so important. Like you said, uh, writing down, okay, cool. You want to make six figures. What are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with the six figures? What are you going to do with your time? And like, if you can be generous and change the world at 20,000, then you're going to be generous and change the world at a hundred thousand or 200. Yep. Um, yep. It's, it's that, you know, if you can be generous with little, you will be generous with, with mm-hmm. much. And, and that was something that, um, that was, that was taught to me as a, as a kid, we grew up uh, pretty poor. Um, we like, my parents made like 15 to $20,000 a year, uh, on a good year. And, um, there were a lot of times that we had like, you know, peanut butter crackers for dinner. And, um, and that was instilled in me at a young age, which I'm very grateful for that. Like, Hey, we don't have a lot, but what we do have, we're going to be generous with and we are going to to you know bless those who have less and we're going to to make the world a better place and that is something that i carried into business with me whenever my wife and i started this business like we weren't we weren't making a ton we were, we both had like full time 9 to 5 jobs and we were we were comfortable um but we didn't have a lot of like excess wealth to do things and we were like, all right, we're going to start this. And part of our, our core values of the business is we're going to give, whether that's time or money, or we're going to like help people like different charity events and stuff like that. And just assist and go volunteer. Even if it's not photography related, we're like, as a business, we're doing this for you. And that was something that we did. Like our first year we made like $5,000, but we are like, 10% of this, we are going to give to charities and we're going to help and do things because that was important to us. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that the business has grown as it has over the last eight or nine years is 
because of that. Uh, and there have definitely been years that I'm like, maybe we could like scale back on the amount that we're giving because we're, this is a tight year. Um, and then other years I'm just like, no, we need to give more. Like this feels amazing. This is so good. I'm seeing the fruits of, of being generous and, uh, and showing up for people. Um, and I think like, in that 5,000 year, like if you can show up whenever you're not making a lot and you can follow through with your to be like, I want my business to be gracious. I want it to be, um, you know, life-changing. Uh, there, there are a few, um, like, uh, Rita Olds, she was on the podcast last year. She's a copywriter out of Atlanta and she has that in her business as well, where she, um, she has a, uh, a scholarship that she does where people can apply for a scholarship if they can't afford to bring her on as a copywriter to like redo their website and everything like they can apply for a scholarship and then she picks, you know, one or two a year. I don't know how many. And then like she gives back and has that that gracious like that giving spirit. And I think that's that's so important. Um, to really focus in on what you want for yourself to be and what you want for your business to be, mm -hmm. um, which I have not thought about making a, like, like I have a to-do list in, in my business. Like, okay, I have to like write emails today. I have to respond to these things. I have to deliver these galleries. Um, and I have goals for the business, but I have not thought about putting a to-be to those goals. And like, I want this, like, you know, a six figure, uh, business is, is one of our goals for this year and we should hit it here in the next couple months, which is amazing. And we're very excited. Um, but like putting it to be on that of like, what do we want to be with this income? Uh, I think is, is going to be like so much more powerful than just cool. Yeah. We're six figures now. Uh, like yeah. we're in, we're in the club or whatever. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, I'm sure there's more things than this, um, that, that apply here, but there are certain things in life that just magnify what we already have. Money is one of them pressure mm -hmm. and, and, um, and that like that over arching, like, um, stress does as well. So pressure and spread stress as well as money. And, like you said, $5,000, like 10% of $5,000, you know, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, to write a, a smaller check like that, right? Like $50 right. check. Um, mm -hmm. is it, is that, is that right? $50 or 500? Uh, uh, yeah. 500, $500 check. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so $500 check, but think of a, think of it as $5 million. If you ever made $5 million, you're writing a $500,000 check, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like, if you didn't write it at, if you didn't write a $500 check, you're probably not going to write a $500,000 check. No. Um, same thing with pressure. It was like, if we wake up each day and, you know, we, we have good days that are a little bit, you know, easier to show up in. It's like not, uh, not a lot of hardships are, are going to happen every day, mm -hmm. but we still write our to be's in those days. I want to be patient. I want to be kind. I want to be a leader. I want to be humble. I want to be bold. I want to do these things. Then when the pressure hits, we still get to write that down because yeah. when that pressure hits, it's hard to be bold when there's pressure there, when that pressure of like, like last year, I don't know where, I don't know what it's going to look like later this year. It's not like, 
we can't even go outside, let alone get married. So how am I going to get out and photograph weddings or do albums like I do? So I don't know. It's a lot harder when we don't know what's coming. So that pressure, that stress comes in and it's like, ah, I don't, I don't really want to write that check because I'm not sure where the next amount of money is going to come from, but it's money I already have. So it's money that I was already going to give. And same thing with like your resources and things like that. Like it's hard to give time if you're not used to doing that. It's hard to show up and be patient if it's not something that you've written down on the days that it's easier to, to show up and do that. And so when the pressure hits, it's like that shows you who you really are because of all of a sudden you're like really short fused and you respond out of anger and fear and shame. It's like, those are things that are already in us and we can respond to those. But if we practice and we train, it becomes, you know, it just becomes the response that we do. I'm going to be patient. That's what I said I was going to do. So when somebody comes at me and I'm under a little bit of pressure and I feel like, Hey, you're a bit much right now, but I've chosen to be patient. It's a little bit easier. It's not always easy because it's still in me to just respond and be like, Hey, you know, that's not what we're doing here. But if I can just stay in that moment of patience and take a, take a moment and be like, who do I want to be? Yeah. I'm a person that gives back. I'm a person that wrote a check when I made 5,000 and I'm a, I'm a person that's going to write a check as I make 5 million, you know? And, uh, it does, it's, it's still not easy to do because it's, it's not like, we, we have the scarcity mindset. We have a lot of these things in us. That's like the brain's like, are you sure? Uh-huh. Are you sure we can make this again? You know, because if we give this away, it's no longer ours. Right. Can we just keep it and hold on to it for, you know, for the days that we don't make this money? It's like, no, uh-huh. I want to give it away because it also drives me to go make that money again. Exactly. You know, so yeah. it is a mindset and it, it's, it's a practice, you know, it's a habit habits, habits over time uh, become our reality. And then we set up new habits, you know, that's, that's how life works. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, whenever I started making more money and seeing those bit larger chunks leaving my checking mm-hmm. account, yeah. uh, whenever I was writing those checks, it started off as like that scarcity mindset of, Oh man, that's a, that's a lot that we just, mm-hmm. we just, uh, okay, it's gone. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll have to make more. And now it's just like, it's joyous of just like, dude, look at all that money that just went out to go change lives. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's exciting. Cause I know we're going to make more. And like, I am, I'm like, you know, pedal to the metal on the ground feet running. Like I want to bring in more, not just for myself and my family. Like that is for sure. One of my highest goals is to provide well for my family, keep my kids fed, you know, roof over our heads, AC in Texas. Um, and, uh, and but the necessities, like, you know, the necessities. Yes. Yeah. Which is definitely a necessity here. It is uh, <laughs> currently 97 degrees outside. Yeah. And it's, it's still morning. Um, but like that, that, uh, that giving the, the life changing that you see through charities that you give to, or, uh, through like, we've recently started to just, um, help pay off medical bills and like GoFundMes and just finding uh, friends who have GoFundMes or something like that. And we're just like, all right, cool. This quarter, uh, we're just going to put all that money toward medical bills and seeing those get to be paid off or like a good, good chunk, like that little green bar goes up a little bit. We're like, yeah. okay, this is awesome. This is like, that is fuel for me. Um, just, just seeing lives changed. Um, and uh, you said something earlier. I wanted to get back to it. 
I don't where know where it is now. I'm sure we'll circle back around. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, could we talk a little bit about um, like the become you uh, clubhouse rooms and and what you're doing through that? I mean, it's it's very similar to what we've been talking about. But like anyone who's on Clubhouse, uh, for sure, uh, find Sean and and join these rooms. They're really powerful. Uh, as you're doing them, is it Monday through Friday? Yeah, Monday through Friday, I do them at 9 a.m. Eastern, and I'm on different time zones. Uh, I travel quite a bit, but I still try and hold to that um, mm-hmm. at 9, 9 a.m. Eastern time. And so what, what I do is I just, uh, I read, uh, I typically have a morning routine. I get up in the five o'clock hour. I try and beat the sun up every day. I get up before the sun gets up. I want to I wanna see sunrise, um, and I want to kind of set myself up for who I want to be that day. So I tend to get up depends on what time zone I'm on. Um, when I have a six o'clock, you know, because I was just in, uh, on Pacific time, yeah, I had a, yeah, I had a <laughs> six o'clock, uh, a room. So, um, I would get up and kind of like just get my coffee and, and that would just be the first part of my morning routine. So I read out of a book, Brenda Bouchard's book, um, the motivation manifesto. I just read a little section. It goes through like fear motivation. It has these like different things that we're going to stand on. And it really is just about like what keeps us from showing up and how we can show up differently in our life and be a little more, um, intentional with who we want to be as we do that. And so then I ask people their to do's and their to be's. Um, and we get into, sometimes we get into some topics, um, whatever it is, you know, a lot of times it is, it is business and in the fear that is keeping us from succeeding or whatnot. And I'll just talk about life. Sometimes I'll share part of my story and things like that. So become you is, is like, that's all we have. There's so many times, you know, they, they think Oscar Wilde said this, but I, a lot of people say he didn't, um, was like, you were born an original don't die a copy. And it's like, whoever said it, nonetheless, it doesn't matter as much as like, yeah, just think about that. There's so many things that we see on all these social platforms that it's like, Oh, I want to do that. I'm good with you going and doing that. Just do your version of it. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I want to be like that photographer. That's fine. That could just be a style. And when it comes down to it, people may hire you because of the photo that they see, but it's way more likely that you're going to have longevity. You're going to have loyalty. You're going to have referrals because of how you make somebody feel. You can be the best on the planet at something and people will hire you to do that thing. But what they're ultimately looking for is how you're going to make them feel by the time they come into your studio to book a consultation or or a zoom call like this or something like that. They already know if you're a good enough photographer, they've probably seen your website and they've seen you, your social media. So they know you're a good enough photographer. What they're looking for is, is how you're going to make them feel. Are you going to be comfortable in front of the camera? Are you going to be able to do, you know, the type of photography that I see on Instagram with me and make me feel that way and look that way and be able to be comfortable enough to like, just not think about the camera ultimately, you know? So in those rooms, we just talk about kind of like that. Who are you becoming? What does it look like? What's on your to-be list for the day? Um, and it's just a a time that we get to spend together in the morning and it gets, it gets deep because, uh, I used to apologize for, um, always having deep conversations. And now I'm like, (laughs) you know, that's, that's just who I am. And and that's what I want. I want to know people. Um, Oprah Winfrey, did, you know, shows for a long time. She did about 500 shows. And, um, she said she interviewed people on death row and she interviewed people that were, uh, fortune 50 and higher, you know, fortune 500 is what we know, but it was above that these top level companies. She said at the end of every interview, 
they asked something along the lines of how did I do? And what they're asking is they want what, what most humans want. Nearly every human wants to be seen. They want to be heard and they want to know that what they're doing or saying is impacting people. And so they asked, they could be going to their, their sentence, you know, their consequences, death. And so they could be headed to that. And they still ask like, Hey, how did I do? They still cared enough. They weren't indifferent to the world. They still cared like, Hey, even on my way out, did I do something that impacted somebody? Uh, and uh, that's what that room is really for is to, to see and to hear uh, people and to, to just show them like I, my goal is to hold a mirror up in front of people and just be like, Hey, I see that you're beautiful. I know that you're beautiful. Um, do you see it? Like you, you the only way it's going to work mm-hmm. for you to be able to impact is, is for you to be able to see it in you. The reason, the reason that I would get offended is because whatever they said, I believe something about it but I've had people say stuff to me that would normally be offensive. And I was like, Oh man, they just, they must be having a rough time because they're, they're looking through this lens trying to make me out to be this thing that I'm not, I'm not, I don't even believe that. So it doesn't even offend me because I'm like, they're just off. Like I, I I'm sorry. I missed you somewhere. I'm sorry that that's the story that you have about me, but like, let's sit down and talk. Cause that is not who I am. That is, right. I, I don't even believe it. So I'm not even offended. I just hate that you feel that way, but we, yeah. we need to sit down and have a conversation because somewhere along the lines, you've made yeah. up the story about me and there uh, might be some truth in it. But when, when I'm, whenever I'm offended, whenever I get pissed, it's because it's like, yeah, there probably is some truth in that. And I don't like that about myself. So I want to be pissed back at you to make sure that you feel a certain way. Like I can control that, you know? Uh, and so, so become you is just, uh, it, it is my, that's my future. And that's what I'm doing next. Really. I'm stepping into this, uh, more around mindset. I get to do vision work for the companies that I work with, but I'm even moving away from a lot of the CEO roles and stuff like that, because there are people that can do the skills that it takes to, to be the CEO. But I have a vision. I have a vision for this industry that is like, people that want to work with the companies that I'm a part of, um, they don't deal with the starving artist mentality. They get to show up and they get to understand their value. And the way that they price things is it's not just raise your prices. It really is like, just be willing to show up and serve people all the way to the finish line to, to photograph and just give people images is just, it's just a disservice because statistics are showing us that they don't even know what to do with it. it. It's great. If they end up on social media, those are great platforms and stuff like that, but there's so much more that can be done. And the, the, the things that people think they're going to do with the images that don't is that's what hurts my heart a little bit. And it's like, let's just show up as the professional in the relationship and take them to the finish line and believe in yourself. You know, I understand what it's like to feel like you're salesy or to feel that fear that your clients can afford it. I understand that. And that could be true. I just want to get to a place where we can also ask what else could be true. How else can I show up? And are there clients out there that will pay me? Cause I got to a level in my photography where I was like, there's just no way that somebody's going to book me for this price. And it was like a ridiculous amount. It was really, really high. And it was because I didn't need it anymore. I was like to a place where kiss was doing really well. And that's what I wanted to work on. But I said, I do five weddings a year. And it was a lot of money and people still booked me. It wasn't because I was worth it. They believed I was worth it, but they believed they were worth it. That's when it gets good is when they see the value in themselves worthy of the investment to hire somebody like me to hit it out of the park for them over and over again. And they probably got it from a referral. 
someone else said, Hey, they hit it out of the park. You have to hire them. Like how much are they? They're this much money. It's like, well, it's a lot of money, but I'm worth that. So I'm going to pay that. So this is not a platform of like, Hey, let's just raise your prices. Cause that's not always the answer, but it's like, be willing to show up in other areas than just the service. Photography is a beautiful thing, but it's, it's, it's just a little part of what we get to do because of who we are, the other things that we can create in the client experience, how we make them feel what they, what the finish line looks like, and then even leaving the door open. So if we photograph them as their family later, if we're a wedding photographer, we want to do things for them later. There's so much to this and we don't have to be starving as we do this. We can charge money, but we're afraid to, we just want to be accepted. And the brain's like, yep, they accept, they, they said they want us as their photographer. That's all we need to do. Do not try and sell them anything. And it's like, well, great. What if it's not sales? What what if we get to serve them with these things, you know? Mm -hmm. So becoming you is really like, just compare yourself to who you were yesterday, make a target of where you're headed to tomorrow and, and do those things today that allow you to become the person that you want to become. Who, who do you want to be known for? When somebody talks about you, what do you want them to say? Write that out and then yeah. start acting like that. That is yeah. how it happens. It doesn't oh, magically yeah. happen. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I've heard that before with, um, with people who want to be like fortune 500 CEOs and like, you want to be like this, this upper level CEO, what would that, that kind of CEO, what would their day look like? What are Mm -hmm. the things that they would do? Start doing that in your business and, and you're going to start getting there. And if you do the same thing, uh, like, like you just said, like write out what you want to be in your business and then start doing that, write Mm -hmm. out your, your target that you've, you've now set a little bit further away um, because maybe you've hit that target. Or maybe you're getting closer and you're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's put it a little bit further because I want to be this mm-hmm. and then start walking toward that, start making those. And there are going to be days that you fail and you're just like that arrow that you're shooting at the target, just like way off, yeah. you know, the wind catches it or whatever. Um, but like keep showing up and keep doing and You get that. to go again. You get exactly. to go again. It's not failure yeah. to, unless oh, you yeah. stop taking shots. You get to dust yourself off, get up and sit in it for a little while, learn from it. That's fine. There's oh, yeah. things that are going to happen to us. We're going to, we're going to be down some days and stuff like that. Surround yourself with people that know that you're down and some, and they don't need to fix it for you. That's not their goal. Their mm-hmm. goal is to be in it with you. And there's times where you're like, Hey, can you help me get up? Cause I'm struggling right now. And they, yeah. and those are the good, those are the good ones that okay. you've set a great ex, expectation around what you want from them and what you're going to do for them as well. And then um, the hope is that you show up for each other in that way. You know, there's a great saying by Mark, Twain says, I've only seen as far as I have because I stood on the shoulders of giants and we can surround ourselves with giants. And then we get to be giants for them some days too. And we get to just boost them up on our shoulders and be like, you look, look at, look at how far you've come and look at where you're headed because it's beautiful up there. Let's go do it. And then you just like, then they step off your shoulders and then you head in that direction. You know, Mm -hmm. that, that it, it matters who's around you. Um, just, just do this. Like if there's anything you take from this podcast, think about this when you're hanging out with some of your best friends, are you talking about the past all the time? It's fun to think about the past. It's fun to think about, you know, a movie that you watched or a story that you have that when you were with each other, there's nothing wrong with that. But if that is all that you do, how are you going to move forward ever? I, I I've just been really aware of the conversations and the language that I choose to use is like, I get to do these things. I don't have to do anything. There's nothing I should do. Um, I get to do these things because it's a gift to do these. It is not a chore to be alive. It is a gift to be alive. And then it is all we're talking about the past. 
And then I noticed it was happening with some of my dearest friends. We were talking about the past a lot. And so I started to complain myself and I was like, Oh wait, I still have control of who I'm going to be when I show up. So I would just say like, so what do you think? Like, where where do you think you're headed? What do you think it's going to be like when you have grandkids and what, like, what's your, what's your next dream? And I started talking about the future and everything shifted. I don't want to give up on relationships until I've given it my all. If I want a more intimate relationship with my wife, which doesn't mean just sex, but just in general, be connected to her more. Mm -hmm. I can just see, I can just sit back and be like, are you going to connect with me? Like, are you going to connect with me? (laughs) Or I can just lean in and be like, Hey, can we connect? Like, I would love to just spend some time, like getting to know you more. I want to know how to love you a little bit more. I want to have a, I want to be more romantic. Um, Tell me how to do that. And I'll show up and start doing that. And then, you know, then the, everything changes. As soon as we change our, our perspective on something, as soon as we look at it a different way, it changes. It doesn't change. We just changed how we looked at it. So we can do that with people. We can do that with situations. We can just be open to it. You know, I, a lot of times I'm like, I'm, I'm hurt by somebody, you know, like I've had a rough go at life during seasons with my dad. And I'm like, I'm just upset about it. I'm like, he hurt me again. Why am I in the same place again? And my wife will say like, can you imagine being him? And I'm like, holy smokes. Like, I don't want to imagine being him because I'm just hurt right now, but I can't imagine getting to a place where I would say something like that to my son. So what, what, what has he gone through to be in that place? And everything Mm -hmm. changes because of it. All of a sudden I have compassion when I did not have compassion, I was responding from anger and that's not on my to-be list. I can promise you that I don't write. Yep. If you're pissed, go ahead and have at it. Let Uh, loose. You know, it doesn't say that it doesn't, if I ever do say that, like I'm in trouble that day for sure. (laughs) But it's like just changing our perspective on some things, everything changes. And that's the control that we have. If, if, if it's rainy out, I can complain about the weather or I can go have a blast dancing in the rain. It is my choice. And every situation offers at least that we can just at least see if there's anything else that we can get from it. And that's oh, yeah. when life gets really beautiful. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like you said that, that, uh, looking like putting yourself in someone else's shoes and why did they say that to me? Mm-hmm. Why did they react that way? Or why are they, you know, focused on the past? Why, why is this? Cause a lot of times we do, just take whatever they say. And we're like, well, I can't believe that they would say that. Mm -hmm. And then we get defensive or angry or whatever, or we, we project things onto them that is just like, well, they're always this way. They're always Mm -hmm. saying this stuff. Like, well, think about why, like, why would they say that? Yeah. And, and also do they mean that it's, it's a game that my wife and I play, uh, which is uh, this is what you said. This is what I heard. Is that Mm -hmm. what you meant? And a lot of times the way that we filter in things is based on our mindset. So, you Mm -hmm. you know, she may say something and I hear it a different way than how she said it. And I'm like, wait, what did she mean by that? And I can either get upset or I can go to her and say, Hey, this is what, what I heard you say. Is that what you meant? And she's like, Oh no, that's not what I meant. Like I, I just meant, you know, could you help out with the dishes after dinner? I wasn't, I wasn't like, shaming you for not doing the dishes last night and I'm like oh okay yeah yeah sure yeah I can do that that's fine and yeah. and like having that open dialogue instead of the inner dialogue where we're just bouncing off ourselves in our minds um which most of the time does not lead to anything beneficial um but having that open dialogue with other people is just it'll it'll um 
it'll change so many things, um, which, uh, which is, which is what we want. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's the so one valid. thing we have control over is how we show exactly. up. And uh, oh, yeah. so many times we just give it away. We just give it away because we're like, they must think this, or we're going to just keep telling ourselves that story and mm-hmm. not having the tough conversation of like, Hey, that kind of hurt. Like, um, is that what you meant? And they could even have meant it that way. Oh, and yeah. then it hurts just because you believe it about yourself. And so what if it is true? Fine. It's true, but it's not who you want to be. So then go change that. Because mm-hmm. if you're, if you're constantly impatient and you don't like that about yourself by just saying I'm impatient, I'm just an impatient person. Whenever we say something, we go and try and make it true. I'm not a morning person. Yeah. You know what it takes to be a morning person. It just means getting up early. Yeah. We, we, we think there's like that you wake up and you're like, just like all of a sudden bright eyed and bushy tail. It's not always the case, <laughs> but if you want to be a morning person, why do you want to be a morning person? I know why I want to be a morning person. I was not a morning person. I kept saying, I'm not a morning person. I'm creative. So I stay up late. I get my best work done super late at night. I'm up till one in the morning serving my clients. And so I'm not a morning person. And then I was like, I want to be a morning person because everybody on that like fortune 500 list or that top CEO or these people that like are going and making an impact on the world, they get up early. I was like, why do they get up early? Because there's something to it. There's something to it. And so I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to become a morning person. So tomorrow I'm getting up early. And then I just get up early and then I was like, cool, now I'm a morning person. And if I consistently do this and I, mm. and I do something with that time, it's, it's wild what happens, but I can just say, I'm an impatient person or I'm not a morning person or my metabolism slow. I'm just, I'm big boned. I like sugar, uh, whatever it is. I can just keep saying that thing and complaining about it. And then I'm going to do everything I can to make that true. Yeah. I, it, it's just what I do. I, you know, I'm like, I'm not, a, I, I, I don't know what to do with the gym. I'm not a gym person. It's like, okay, but what I'm ultimately doing is I'm complaining about my body or I'm complaining about something. And it like knowledge is, is like this easily, so such an easy access point now to knowledge. We can get knowledge anywhere, yet we can complain about not knowing enough about something. It's like, it really is just wrapping our mind around something like, this is who I want to become. I want to become a morning person. I want to go to the gym. And this is why I want to become a morning person because I want to get up before the sun does, because I know that I want to start my day that way. And if I get up before the sun, I'm keeping a commitment to myself and I know I want to show up that way. So that's what I'm going to do. It's not going to be easy. It was hard today. It was literally hard today. I just got home. I'm on, you know, West coast times, three hours different. So when I get up at five 30, that is 30 in the morning in California. And Uh I fly to, I fly to London on Monday. That's going to be a whole different thing, you know? Oh yeah. But I'm committed to it. I want to see the sun come up and I want to, I want to know by the time some, by the time that sun comes up, I want to know who I want to be that day. Mm -hmm. I have a better shot of it. So that's what I'm doing. It's not for everybody. That's fine, but don't complain about it. No, you can feel free to complain about it. Uh, It doesn't, doesn't typically work out. You don't show up how you want to change. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've done the same thing where I'm like, I'm not a morning person. I've just, I'm a, I'm a late owl or night owl. And it's like, that's me. I get my best work done from like 10 PM to 1 AM. And, uh, and I've, I've definitely spoken that, but I want to be a morning person because I see how beneficial that is. And like starting your day off uh, with, instead of, you know, I hear it a lot with, with, uh, you know, young children, parents of young children being like, wake up for your kids, not wake up to your kids. That's right. Like, don't have them wake up and then come into your room and be like, Hey, good morning. What are we having for breakfast? Like wake up, get yourself right. Get in a good place. Have that alone time, watch the sunrise, drink your coffee mm-hmm. early 
and and then you can move forward. And, you know, for those who don't have kids or, you know, who are wanting to start your, your work day early, like getting up earlier and then starting your work day. Um, like for, for me, I've, I've got like my, my to-do list of this is what I want to have accomplished in the day. And then at some points there's going to be family time. We're going to go for a walk around the block. We might go to the park, splash pad, whatever it's summer. And, um, and if I don't get those things done early on in the day, they get pushed off and pushed mm-hmm. off and then other things happen. And maybe, you know, one of the kids gets hurt and we need to cuddle on the couch or whatever. And then it's like nine or 10 PM, like who I've got a whole day's work mm-hmm. still needs to be done. But if you can get that started early in the day, uh, it gives you more flexibility later on. Um, it's something that I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm making my way. I'm trying to wake up earlier and earlier. Uh, I'm not wanting to jump from seven 30 to five 30 yet. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, okay, seven 15 tomorrow. I'm going to do seven 15 and not hitting the snooze over and over. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean, this has been, this has been a really great conversation. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, Me too. I know, I know I've got a lot out of it and like, this is, this is something that I'm very, um, I'm, I'm also very passionate about uh, like becoming a better person and that whole mindset and intentionality of things. Um, and like, I've, I've learned so much, uh, even, even from like your become you clubhouse rooms, I've been learning a lot over the last you know couple months or so. Um, but even so this conversation even more. Uh, so I'm excited to see, uh, to hear from the listeners as well, what they've, uh, taken out of this conversation. Yeah. Um, but um, before we go, there's a part of the show where I like to talk about what we're loving this week. Um, it could be, you know, a movie, book, TV show, uh, something like that. Or it could just be, you know, the, the nice summer sun. Um, is there something that you are loving this week? Yeah, I'm loving being home. Um, I, I travel a lot, but I took May off because we were launching a lot of things. And that was a gift, like being home during all of May was, was just wonderful. And, um, and then I went out of town, my, my family flew and kind of met me out there for some things, but I'm home and, uh, I love being home. I love, love, love travel, but I also just love being home and I'm, I'm loving it because there it's my kitchen. Like, uh, it's my bed. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm a routine person and, and we all are ultimately, we all like a routine. Um, but at home, I have such an easier time to be like routine and to know it's my stuff, uh, my thing. And so I, I'm just loving being home. I, uh, my, my kids are around right now and, and I love that as well because it's summer they're they're off school. And so I just get to go and, and, and just be with them. Like last night when my kids had a sleepover and, um, I just was like, man, I love that kid so much. And, uh, we, my wife and I go to therapy, to parent him, like how to parent him. So he hasn't even gone and seen the therapist yet. Um, he's our youngest. He's a lot like me, but I just went over him and he's with his friends. And I was like, I don't care if it it embarrasses him. I want him to know I love him. So I kept saying, Hey buddy, I love you. And he just kept laughing because he he knew I kept saying it. And he had like a headset Uh, on their gaming. They're doing all these gaming stuff. And I just went over and I just started kissing him like on the head. I just kept kissing (laughs) him like a bird and kissing, kissing, kissing. And his friend was like, looking over, like we're playing a game, you know? And then we all ended up just laughing. So I'm just loving 
being home this week, got father's day coming up. I'm really looking forward to just spending some time with the, with the crew. And I don't know, it's, it's so good to be home home. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like home. I, I, like I said, I love a good view of the beach and there's no beach here in Indiana, but, um, there, there is something special about being home. So I'm loving being home right now. Thanks for asking. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love, I love that. I, I also love to travel and there's nothing like, you know, traveling around, like, especially, you know, Southern California is amazing. Um, and, but then coming back home and being with the family and being in that routine and that like safe space of, yeah, this is comfort. This is, this is home. Um, there's, that's one of the best parts of traveling for me is Mm -hmm. not the, like, I love the, the scenery. I love getting to meet new people. Um, and I love, just the whole aspect of traveling. I even love airports in mm-hmm. a weird way. Me too. I do um, too. Yeah. It, but like the, the thing I love most is coming home. Uh, like I have, I'm going to New York in a couple months and I'm going to be there for, um, a few days and like, I'm already looking forward to coming home and like my wife picking me up at the airport and that, that hour and a half drive that we have home. And we usually don't have the kids during those times. And we get to like have a deep conversation and just talk about things and like, yeah, that's going to be great. I'm really yeah, for sure. That. I so, love that. Awesome. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm loving, uh, it's, it's actually someone that I found on TikTok. Um, and she is, um, uh, I don't know if she's a therapist or not. Let me pull up her thing. I know that she gives a lot of, uh, parenting advice. Um, yeah. So she, she gives like practical tools on parenting and a lot of it is, uh, she'll talk about how to speak to your child mm-hmm. and like, and also knowing, um, like, like toddlers, they're, they're going to have breakdowns, mm-hmm. but like, this is all new to them. <laughs> they are not a 30 something year old person who has been through all this before. All these emotions are new to them. And that's why they're breaking down. That's why they're crying because you gave them a blue plate and they wanted the pink plate yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. And, and talking to them and like sitting down and being like, Hey, what is it that is, that's upsetting you? And just taking a few minutes to speak to them like a human. And so just stop crying. I gave your food is on a blue plate. Just eat it off the blue plate. It's the same food. Don't worry about it. And like, you know, going on and getting frustrated. And then that is not showing love to them, but like sitting down and and talking to them about why are you upset? What is it? And sometimes they can't, you know, articulate it. Um, especially toddlers. We have a three-year-old and, uh, but like the, it's been, it's been really good. Oh, I should probably say what her name is. Um, so on, on Instagram, it's manifest destiny. Her name is destiny with an I at the end. Um, and then she's destiny dot an on TikTok. If you're cool. a TikTok person. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of good, like little 15 second, 30 second, uh, TikToks and reels of like, Hey, my daughter did this the other day. Um, this is how I used to react to that. And this is a good, healthy way of how we talk about this. And, uh, and it's been a very enlightening for me because I grew up in like the whole, like spanking discipline, you know, harsh, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child type 
uh, household and uh, and just community. Everyone was was like that, mm-hmm. and um, and that's something that we've strayed away from uh, in in our parenting style. And we are much more like, okay, I got to talk to you. Like having conversations, like timeouts are fine, but like having a conversation about what they did, why they did it, finding out like, okay, so you, you threw that at your brother. Was that a good choice? No. Okay. Yeah. Why isn't that a good choice? And then helping them and like reiterating the, you are a kind person. I know you're a kind person. That action that you did was not kind. So, you know, can you be kind next time? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I can. Like, okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go be kind. Um, and she's, she's got a a ton of stuff that I've, I've been loving. Um, so yeah, manifest destiny on Instagram, destiny.an on, on TikTok. So that's what I'm loving. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Sean, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Um, where can they, uh, join the become you clubhouse rooms, all the things, all the places. Yeah. On clubhouse, it's just become you it's B K M U. And, um, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I post that regularly on Instagram as well. I'm at, at Sean Austin, S H A U N A U S T I N. And, uh, I, I try and post as much stuff there as possible. So thanks so much for having me. This has been an absolute gift. I love talking about stuff like this. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, he's getting all choked up. I know. It's just, it's, it's so important. Uh, <laughs> wow. That water went down the wrong pipe <laughs> in the wrong time. Sean, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this. How great was that conversation with Sean? I, I just loved hearing um, just his heart behind all that he does. And I'm definitely going to be implementing the to be list into my life. Um, We got links to all the things in today's episode show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 70. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask questions and interact with us and make it more than just listening on your favorite podcast app. To join us live next time, you can join the Facebook group by searching on Facebook for the Light and Dark Photography Facebook group. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Sean is at Sean Austin, and you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye-bye.